everybody, it's time to believe in the Big 12. If you're a Big 12 baller, then this podcast is the place for you. Every week, we dive into the hot topics surrounding historic Big 12 football and basketball. Guest stars, former players, industry experts, conference shakeups, hoops hypotheticals, football fantasies. You name it, we have it. And in the process, we'll look at marquee matchups, roster comparisons, coaching carousels, and analysis of big-time moments. You will literally feel like you're etched into the fabric of the Big 12. From the creation of basketball to history repeating itself on the gridiron, our take on all things Big 12 will have you glued to the edge of your seat. So whether you've got a favorite Big 12 team or are just a fan of the conference, buckle up. It's gonna be a wild ride. Welcome to the Believe in the Big 12 podcast, a proud member of the Believe Podcast Network. All right. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And we are back. After a little hiatus there for the holiday break, we are back in business. And on behalf of the entire Believe Podcast Network, before we kick off, I have to ask, do you believe? And more importantly, for our purposes, do you believe in the Big 12? Because the Big 12 is epic. And boy, do we have some results to look at in the college football landscape. So let's dive right into the power rankings. And you'll see why we're diving right in faster than normal later in the episode. And as a reminder, these are the ultra super massive Big 12 power rankings. Because even though they won't officially be joining the Big 12 until 2023, we're including Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF in the rankings. It's only right to see how they stack up because this is the new reality from here on out. And even though they're on their way out, we're going to include Texas and Oklahoma until they're officially gone. So once again, welcome to this week's edition of the Ultra Super Massive Big 12 Power Rankings. And people, I hate that I have to do this, but I have to admit, sadly, that bear cats are not as fierce of an animal as I thought they were. So, for that reason, with the outcome of the college football playoff, in Cincinnati's abysmal performance against Alabama. Assuming their rightful place at the summit of our rankings, number one, the Baylor Bears. An impressive bowl victory over a tough Ole Miss team. And they sit at the summit. They finish in shocking fashion at number one in the ultra-supermassive Big 12 power rankings. And as a result, coming in at number two, Cincinnati, and man, does this one sting. I really did not think I was going to have to move them down. I really thought they could play ball with Alabama, even though, yes, it's Alabama. I thought they could get to the national championship game, but alas, they just played into the idea that non-Power 5 teams can't stack up with the traditional college football powerhouses. I do, though, think this will ultimately be a good thing, because as Cincinnati enters the Big 12 and their athletic funding and recruitment resources only improve, they'll be right back in this position. I believe it. If they could get to this spot with a chance to play Alabama in the first place, 
with a shot at the national title on the line, then they'll actually be able to compete with Alabama in a few years' time. Mark my words, I am not giving up on Cincinnati despite this outcome. And at number three, we have Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, Fiesta Bowl, amazing down-to-the-wire finish in an impressive bowl game effort against number five Notre Dame. Notre Dame was the next man up to be in the college football playoff, and Oklahoma State played them with an absolutely relentless spirit. They did not play scared. 37-35 victory keeps them here at number three. I don't love that they allowed 509 yards passing to Notre Dame QB Jack Cohen, but that makes this win even more impressive. They still won. Number three, Oklahoma State Cowboys finished strong with a Fiesta Bowl victory. And at number four, we have Oklahoma, the Sooners. Very impressive bowl victory over Oregon, 42-27. to They just flat out outran Oregon, which, for those who don't know, has been impossible to do in recent history. Phil Knight, the creator of Nike, went to Oregon for crying out loud. No one is faster than Oregon players. Except Tyreek Hill. More on that later. Actually, let's cover it now. I lied. Bowl games aren't actually over. Especially when you remember a little old ditty called the Super Bowl. The Bowl of all bowls. And even though NFL defensive backs can't cover Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs, we're going to cover these NFL playoffs. We're going to give a quick little bit here because these NFL playoffs are going to be just as epic as the college football playoff and bowl games, especially since there are five, count them, five quarterbacks making their playoff debut, including Kyler Murray, who went to, you guessed it, Oklahoma. Now, let's get the facts straight. The Super Bowl is at SoFi Stadium, so the Los Angeles Rams won't be in the Super Bowl. The only person that can ever break the curse of not being able to win a Super Bowl as the hometown team already did it last year. Tom Brady, of course. But guess what? Brady's not going to be so lucky this year. The man can turn back time, sure, but he can't stop it. This is about a changing of the guard. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Mac Jones, the young guns are going to make a mark. But ultimately, the old guard will still reign supreme, just not in the form of Tom Brady, in the form of Aaron Rodgers. He won't let those feisty youngins top him, except for one, Patrick Mahomes, who went to, you guessed it, a Big 12 school, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. I truly believe Patrick Mahomes will redeem himself after last year's difficult loss in the Super Bowl. And as for the other matchups, let me give some context and some hot takes. First, the Bengals will beat the Raiders because wide receiver Jamar Chase is going to continue his unstoppable rampage. The Patriots, they're going to upset the Bills behind a stellar Mac Jones performance. And because Bill Belichick is just a postseason wizard. The Chiefs will beat the Steelers handily again because that's just going to happen. History repeats itself. And I hate to say it, but it's the end of the road for Big Ben Roethlisberger. And then Mac Jones' playoff inexperience will get the best of him and the Patriots, and they'll lose in the divisional round. The Titans, even though they hold the top seed, they will get bounced too, because Derrick Henry's potential return 
might actually throw off the groove they've been in. And then, the Chiefs and Bengals will have a rematch in the AFC Championship game. This is a year for fireworks, and the Bengals and Chiefs, they have the most dynamic offenses in the AFC side of the playoff field. This year, offense wins championships. As for the NFC, I believe the Rams will beat the Cardinals based on the Stafford to Cooper Cup connection and their defensive line, starring Aaron Donald, an absolute beast, and Von Miller, who's just lethal at the swim move and getting underneath those offensive linemen to sack the quarterback. And then I believe the Cowboys will beat the 49ers on account of Amari Cooper's crisp route running and their defense. And then the Bucks, well, they've got Tom Brady. They're going to beat the Eagles based on his experience alone and Jalen Hurts' inexperience at quarterback. In every one of these scenarios, the veteran quarterback will win. That's truly what I believe. And then the Bucks will beat the Cowboys. And then the Packers will beat the Bucks because of one man. Nope, not Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not. Devontae Adams, the cleanest wide receiver in the game. The Rodgers to Adams connection will simply be too much. And don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is just as important as Devontae Adams in the fabric of that connection. And that'll give us a rematch of Super Bowl One. That's right, the first ever Super Bowl. Packers versus Chiefs. That's a hard one for me to pick because as a fan of the Chiefs, you know, I'm being honest here. I'd love to see the Bucks and the Chiefs square off for the second year in a row. And the Chiefs enact some sweet revenge. But I'm thinking like an unbiased sports analyst now, and I think the real answer objectively for this playoff push for the NFL is a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. We'll put Chiefs Bucks as a backup. Ultimately, the Chiefs win it all, avenging a nasty loss to the Bucks last year and a thrilling victory over the Packers. Two words Patrick Mahomes. But I digress. Let's get back to the Big 12. As someone who works for the NFL, I had to get my hot takes there, but uh, got those out of the way. So back to college football. Number four, we have the Oklahoma Sooners. And now, number five, Houston. Great team victory in the ticket-smarter Birmingham Bowl. They beat a solid Auburn team that, remember, took Alabama right down to the bitter end with sound defense. And Houston made just enough critical plays at critical moments to close this one out. And yes, that is Houston. The Cougars usurping Iowa State and our ultra-supermassive Big 12 power rankings, and breaking the top five. Amazing. There's a lot of promise for this program going forward. Same reason as Cincinnati. Their recruitment program is only going to grow, and they'll really settle into the Big 12 nicely. Number six, Kansas State. Yes, you read that right. Kansas State has reached as high as number six in our power rankings. Shocker. But they dominated a formidable LSU team in the last bowl game before the national championship took place on Monday. And let me remind you, LSU won the national championship just two years ago. And now their quarterback, Joe Burrow, is in the NFL playoffs. Kansas State leaned on star running back Deuce Vaughn again, who racked up 146 yards rushing and kept the LSU offense off of the field with consistent gains on the ground. 
And quarterback Skylar Thompson, he did his part through the air with 260 passing yards. But it's not the offense for me. It's holding LSU to 20 points that skyrockets the Kansas State Wildcats up to number 6. Next up, at number 7, Iowa State. Tough loss, which drops them below Kansas State. Number 19, Clemson, confused and flustered the Iowa State offense all game long in that bowl game matchup. And for that reason, they only had to score 20 points to beat the Cyclones. Not a good showing from Iowa State. They were lucky this was a one-score game. I will credit the Iowa State defense for that. But offensively, it was like watching a cow sleep. Utterly demoralizing. See what I did there? Utterly cow sleeping. All right, I'll leave it there. Number eight, we have BYU. Now, this is a tough one because star running back Tyler Algier absolutely went off again for 192 yards. But BYU lost because it didn't have the answers on defense. They immediately gave up two quick touchdowns to start the game and then couldn't stop UAB from pulling together a clutch drive to close the game out in the fourth quarter. It's a tough end to what was otherwise a really fantastic season for BYU, who got even more primetime spotlight games than they have lately, which says a lot. And boy, did they play tough all season. Their mentality is so inspiring. I think of every team in the Big 12, I like BYU's mentality the best. And the good news is, that's not going anywhere. Coach Satake won't let that happen. BYU, number eight. Number nine, we have Texas Tech. The Red Raiders. Texas Tech stays put where they are in our ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings. But I almost slotted them in at number 8 after a stellar performance against Mississippi State, winning 34-7 in that bowl game. Very convincing finish to the season. So I'm going to keep them in the top 10. Speaking of that, now we have Texas at number 10. You might think, why does Texas leapfrog West Virginia and crack the top 10? Well, let's move to number 11 for that, West Virginia. They put up an absolute stinker in their bowl game, only scoring six points. Six! When they would have won if they just scored 19. Their quarterback, Jared Doge, had less passing yards than Minnesota's running back had rushing yards. Just not a good performance. So on that logic alone, Texas jumps above them and cracks the top 10. Number 12, UCF, the Gasparilla Bowl. UCF impressed me in this one. A solid 29-17 victory over Florida in an in-state rivalry. Running back Isaiah Bowser went off for 155 yards rushing, almost as much as Florida's quarterback had in passing yards. And you know, when you have a last name like Bowser, the most iconic character in Mario Kart, besides Mario, obviously, and the meanest most savage character in the game, you know you're going to shred the opponent. Good job on defense here also, getting stops when they needed to and staying out ahead on offense with aggressive play calling. I liked what I saw from UCF, the Golden Knights, a lot here. Number 12. Number 13, Kansas. No bowl game for the Jayhawks, so no movement here. Even though they finished the season strong, it just wasn't their year. In football. Thankfully, that's not the only sport they play. They can hang their hat on their finish to the season and ride that momentum into next year. And lean on basketball. 
Number 14, TCU. They stay put at the bottom of the ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings. They had no bowl game either, as they have a lot of room for improvement from this year to next. And they dealt with significant coaching turmoil, as famed coach Gary Patterson left during the season. So there's a lot of room for growth here. A good recruiting class and a return to their smash-mouth ability to run the football and make clutch plays will go a long way. Because it wasn't that many seasons ago that this TCU team was putting up 40-plus points regularly. They won't be stuck at the bottom of these power rankings for too long. But this year, it just was not their year. Hate to say it. And so there you have it, everybody. That concludes our final ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings for the college football season. Be sure to go to the Believe Podcast Network on social media and drop your hot takes and reactions to these ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings because we had a great season, and I've really enjoyed working through all these college football scenarios with you all and breaking down the Big 12. But now that the college football season is over, you know what that means. We can shift our attention to basketball, where the Big 12 is honestly even more interesting and competitive than in the football landscape. And guess what? A little surprise for you. For basketball, we're doing away with the ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings format. Why, you may ask? Because anyone who's ever watched March Madness knows that this sport is way too crazy and roller coasterish to even try to make sense of it all. We have no idea who's going to win the conference, although history would say Kansas. But Baylor, the reigning national champs, well, they look strong as heck again, and they would say otherwise, sitting at 15-1 and in the top of the AP poll. And we certainly don't know who's going to cut down the nets in April. And there's a lot of, lot of crafty teams that make up the middle of the Big 12, too. Basketball really is a wild sport. So you really can't try to predict too much. But that said, Kansas, as usual, is looking strong. Ochai Agbaji, he's the real deal. Christian Braun, he can straight up light things up from the outside. And David McCormick, he's a beast on the inside. That's why they're 12-2. and two. Now normally, like I said, KU is the consensus favorite to win the Big 12. But Baylor, no, they beg to differ. Even though they lost Davion Mitchell to the NBA draft, they haven't skipped a beat. And Iowa State, they're a feisty team, sporting a 13-2 record and boasting a really aggressive defense. And then there's Houston. Yeah, the Cougars are good at basketball too. And then Texas Tech, they look strong too, shooting absolutely lights out from three-point range. And they're a proud 11-3. This really is wide open. And Texas, they're showcasing a 12-3 and record. That's six Big 12 teams in the top 25 nationally. This could really go any direction. That's something. And rounding out the rest of the conference, you have a lot of teams that play scrappy with plenty of hustle, like West Virginia, a.k.a. Press Virginia, known for their famous full-court press defense. And Oklahoma State, they're very scrappy. They shoot lights out from outside, and they rebound very well. West Virginia and BYU received a good amount of votes that they should be in the top 25, too. I mean, these aren't 
These middle-of-the-pack Big 12 teams really aren't middle-of-the-pack Big 12 teams. In Oklahoma, they have some fight in them too. They received a whopping 122 votes that they should be in the top 25. The most, by far, for any team that didn't make it into the top 25. And they're knocking on the door. Now, at least one of those teams is going to break through the noise and be poised for a March Madness and Big 12 tournament run. But for now, it's Kansas and Baylor representing the best of Big 12 basketball. What else is new? But I get the feeling this will be a wild season, and I look forward to covering the rest of it with you all. So, to recap, folks, in our first episode back from the holiday season, we've solidified our ultra-super-massive Big 12 power rankings for the college football season. And although football's not over, and the NFL is in full swing, Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, calling it now, we're on to basketball, which quite frankly is a madhouse that will only get madder as we approach March. So get excited for more basketball coverage in the coming weeks. And remember, be sure to share the episode with a fellow Big 12 baller. Stay tuned for more shenanigans. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.